0: uh hey everybody you're listening to the high sessions hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond i am your host johnny masato joining me today is mr kyle shimabukuro how's it devin Nicoba. how's it before we begin i will remind all the listeners of the way they can stay in touch with the show there's facebook instagram and twitter at high sessions you can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to listen to the podcast, or you can email us at yahoo.com. Of course, if you want all the behind-the-scenes stuff and the extra stuff and the CDs and the t-shirts and that, you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. We have two new uh, patrons this week. We'd like to thank Carrick and Kana for uh, donating. Thank you, both of you. Thank you. And also, would like you. to thank you thank bruce who up upped his donation so oh wow up uh uh, thing. so he's he was up uh, to
1: like five bucks now
0: that's yeah yeah so he he like you know he just felt there's more value so oh yeah he wants the shirt
1: he wants the shirt don't you you don't have to front look at it look at it it's beautiful yeah it's a cool shirt it is a cool shirt this is your last chance to get the old
0: shirt everyone from here on out will be getting the new shirt uh, this is our last podcast of the year. We're going to be taking a short vacation after this, come back in January. But thank you to Devin and Kyle for joining us every week. We've done almost, almost 50 podcasts this year. Wow. Which is totally pretty crazy, wanted. right? Yeah. I was reflecting a little bit. Oh, before I do that, you can find Devin on Kumu 94.7 in the mornings. Uh, you can go to highlife808.com for Kyle and High Life clothing. And you can go to Etsy. Wandering Sea for my wife's uh, masks
2: and crafts and stuff like that.
1: How come you're not uh, in your office again, Carl?
2: Uh, it's getting dirty, my office.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> looks better out of the background over here, anyway. It's, it's good to have. It's good to have other rooms in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. <laughs> Too bad your wife. Your wife got to hide now and can walk outside.
2: <laughs> Ash, working, so she can come back later on tonight.
1: So we're all good. Oh, okay, you're good. All right.
0: So I was reflecting back on the year. We've had over 50 people sign up to be patrons this year. So thank Mm. you all to those people who have supported the show. And really, I mean, it's gone to paying for this Zoom subscription so we can do the podcast. And uh, Mm. we ended up Mm. needing storage because uh, and new equipment and uh, all kinds of those doodad kind of stuff that just are these um, ongoing expenses to keep the show running. We filmed uh, Brittany Paiva, Kavika Kahiapo, Christian Yurizereh, uh, my Maya Shiro Paul Isaac Wait Wait,
1: wait. Christian Christian Who? Your Zary is Zary. Zary,
0: dang it, Tom, <laughs> man! I, I was. You know what's funny was I was at um I was on the phone this morning with a mainland company. I had to do a wire uh, transfer, and uh normally they get my last name wrong. You know, it's Yamasaki or Yamamoto, or Yamas, you know, something like that. And the lady said, "Oh, okay, is your name uh?" yon Yamasato. I was like, <laughs> okay There it's really weird that that you get the first name wrong yeah,
1: right that is weird
0: and you get the last weird. name correct
1: yeah i did that fundraiser for too. i had no idea because we were doing it live i had no idea my name the whole time has been devin nakoba with an a <laughs> i was like oops yeah Anyway. Uh,
0: but, you know, it's all par for the course. I'm sure right, right, uh, right. Kyle's had it. I know everybody calls Jake, Jake Shima Bookaroo or, you know, whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. so. not easy with a name like that, last name like that. Yeah, mm. exactly. So I was thinking back, you know, we had, we've had we had some great guests on the show. Um, you know, obviously the most the one I was just so excited about was the Kelly Who episode, just because I'm a Kelly Who fanatic. But, you know, we had guys like uh, Ray uh who was the plastics guy who came on, which we, mm-hmm. we weren't really knew what to expect and he was super interesting and informative. And so uh I mean it's been a it's been a good year, you know. Do you guys feel the same way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, met a lot
2: of interesting people and got to talk star with people we never really got to sit down and talk to before. We just see on stage or we, we we see them in passing. So it was really great meeting all these people this year. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity, you guys.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, the story about Kelly Boy and his making his dad making him saw his surfboard in half. <laughs> and, you know, those are things that uh, I don't think I'll ever forget. And uh, I'll take those stories with me to tell, to tell other people, you know, in the future.
2: Yeah, for
0: sure, man. Yeah. So looking forward to 2021, um, we're hoping to get, we're going to continue on with the podcast. So um, thank you all for all the patrons, because without the patron support, we wouldn't be able to do it, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be continuing on hopefully back in studio trying to film some of the podcasts. So it'll be not necessarily on zoom anymore and be more in studio, uh, but we'll see how it goes. You, you know? mean
1: by, by in studio, do you mean like I Kyle's house? house? Yeah. Okay.
0: I call Kyle's yeah. house. But I was like,
1: wow, we got a studio now. Okay.
0: No, no. Yeah. We do, we're not, we're not quite there yet, hmm. but uh, yeah. So we're filming there. And um, if you have any, suggestions or thoughts of people who you may want on the channel i mean it doesn't hurt to ask so mm-hmm. um, i feel like uh people are more receptive to coming on the podcast than they are to the high session show so not that people don't want to come really? on high session show, yeah but i just feel like i think the podcast people just think oh i just got to go talk
1: it's so easy you know mm-hmm. so
0: th- they're yeah. really pretty open to coming on so uh, i have no problem asking
1: yeah so uh next year we got to get uh Craig, uh, from uh, Hiliness, so oh, he's, oh, he's oh, up oh, on yeah, deck, right? At some point in time, so we're gonna bring him in.
0: Yeah. Hey, by the way, Tala, yeah. when I went and got another Pokeball from uh, Hamada General Store this weekend,
1: <laughs> oh, <you did. laughs>
0: and it was just as good as it was last week.
1: <laughs> is that the Is that the special um, High Life one or? Yeah. So yeah. they reran yeah. the High Life special, oh,
0: okay. and um, oh, nice. yeah, it was it was it's great. I'm glad you got your fix, John. You know, there's few things that bring joy to my life, Kyle, and one <laughs> of them happens to be a good Pokeball. Good for you. Good for you. Okay, that's Dad, good. Man, I just you know, right before this podcast, I just turned my head the wrong way and I pulled my neck or something. <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll probably be massaging myself through this uh, interview. Got okay. Jake coming well,
1: up. this uh, this will be interesting. Call
0: oh, Stacy, yeah, okay. she can massage you while you talk. <laughs> Stacy went out to run errands.
2: Oh,
0: oh, you okay. know. Okay, so I got a, I got a story from this morning. I don't know if you guys want to hear this, but okay. You know, this COVID thing has been a, a problem. You know, obviously it's, it's a tragedy, and um, but it's the my new. But on a day to day basis, at this point, it's been you know almost a year now, and so I think everybody's starting to get used to whatever. Lifestyle they've set up for themselves, you know, so you're in a, some kind of rhythm, right? Mm. It's the minutiae things that just make me kind of laugh and and drive me crazy at the same time So th- this morning I went to the bank. Okay, I won't say what bank because I actually like the people who work there, but um, I, I, I Get there at about 923. All right, and the reason why I know this because I looked at my watch and uh, I can't go inside the bank and the reason why I can't go inside oh, the too bank. too many people. Nope, it's because it's Kupuna hour from 8.30 30 oh. to 9 <laughs> I'm going, oh, okay, all right, I get it. But at the same time, you know, there's Kupuna all through Costco and Safeway and stuff. So I don't know what the difference is of them going into the bank. But oh, all right, okay, you guys are making that policy. I, I get it. But then I'm standing out there, there's nobody in the bank. So. I'm standing, I can see through the glass, I see tellers, and they're just sitting there just staring back at me, and they're like, at 9.30, you can go in. So I'm like, okay, so, for, so I'm just sitting there, you know, waiting, and then people are coming, right, so there's more people, and we're all standing outside, and, and then at about like 9.28, this guy with white hair comes, and the, the girl asks him, oh, are you 60 years or older? He says, yeah, says, okay, you can go inside, you can go right can- in, <laughs> so she, he goes in there. He's doing his thing. And then, you know, obviously a, a minute and a half goes by or whatever. It's 930. She goes, okay, everybody, you can go inside now. It's <laughs> like, what? What, are, what are we doing to ourselves, man? I mean, so, so we, we're in there with him anyway. You know, it's just that we waited yeah. a minute. We gave him a minute and a half head start. Mm. What That's they should okay. have
2: done to be consistent is wait till he leaves and then let you guys in. I was wondering. I was
0: wondering if they were going to make us wait until he yeah. left. But no, as soon as nine thirty came, and and we go, <laughs> Everybody right, go just, just just went on it. Oh well. Wow. Which I thought that's funny. Boy, we really we really love making uh, interesting rules for ourselves. You know. <laughs> and John. Yeah. What time is he coming on? He's supposed to be on already, but I don't know. Maybe he's having a hard time with the link. Try.
2: Maybe you can cut this part out, but try give Devin your your um, your your uh, your proposal on the T-shirt ideas and see if he has a consistent concern that I had.
0: Oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, huh? um, okay, I'll start it and I'll leave this in. But um, if Jake comes out, we'll just bring him in and he can jump in on the conversation. Oh boy. Okay. So so I've been kind of I got my my rail, twenty thirty T-shirt
1: yes. on. Yes, Nice shirt. Sure.
0: Which is a shirt that I, I thought up and, and Kyle helped me design and, and I made it. And nowadays, it's I so. Hope
1: Kyle helped me design. I'm like, it's Israel 2033, man. I don't. Yeah, man. It took me like five seconds to. <laughs> <start>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Oh, John, how about you use this font? Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. But it's still. <laughs> oh, it, it, it takes some time to think
1: about a font, Devin. It yeah, does. Yeah.
2: It's not easy, you know. Fonts, fonts don't grow on
1: trees. Yeah. Okay. They don't come in your computer or anything.
0: (laughs) But anyway, I I posted on my Facebook and I've sold about maybe 15 of these shirts now. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, for cost, like I'm not trying to make money or anything, but it's kind of fun. Like you have an idea, you put on a shirt and then you can share it with people and then people share your idea on their shirt, right? So that's kind of a, it's kind of exciting. I've never done something like that before. Okay. So, you know, as I'm going through my day, I'm thinking of shirt, shirt ideas and stuff like that. And so I came up with this idea that I thought was kind oh, of fun, no. which okay. was um, I was going to put like a, a design of a hobo, okay? And then he'd be okay. waving like this, right? And then okay. above it was going to say, bum, bye. Get it? Bum, it's a hobo. Um, bye. bye, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, right. and so I, I was going to like, hey, Kyle, do you think you can help me draw, mock up something with this, you know? And Kyle goes, brah, you kind of do that? I was like, "Why not?" And he's like, "Right, well, you're gonna get people complaining that you you're not sensitive to homeless people, or you know whatever. You're gonna get canceled or whatever."
1: Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm.
0: "Wow!" And it was at that moment I thought, you know how like every generation it it, it loses touch with the next generation. Mm. I think I've hit that spot because I it never even crossed my mind that people would get upset about a bumbai shirt with a cartoon hobo on it. But how's telling me that that's the world we live in now, man? You cannot yep. you cannot yep. even do that kind of stuff anymore. It's all
1: about being it's all about being politi- politically correct, my friend.
2: And you guys remember back in the 70s the most popular t-shirt was beach Bomb and had the footprints in the sand, right? Mm. Yeah, 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 remember yeah. Meat yeah. design. And I don't think anybody complained back then about something like that. But, you know, in today's climate it's better to be on the safe side and not get yourself in trouble, you know?
1: Probably. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So there one
0: but, might be- But up- you know,
1: John, but you know, John, you yeah. don't care. You're a rebel. You go. I'm not a
0: rebel. I don't I don't want to p- upset people. <laughs> Although, <laughs> now I just said it on the podcast, but I didn't yeah. know anything about it. Okay. Anyway, Jake is coming Well, in. not yet.
1: I'm oh, gonna okay, br- cool. going
0: to bring him on. Uh, we're back now with uh, Mr. Jake Shimabukuro. Jake, thanks for being on the podcast.
3: Aloha! Yeah. What's up, John?
0: For the one person Devin? maybe that doesn't know who Jake is, he's an internationally <laughs> yeah. an internationally known ukulele superstar, and uh, I'm John's
3: guitar tech. I'm John Yamazawa. guitar, guitar tech.
0: tech. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. But he was also our first guest one year ago when we had our first yeah. guest on. So we did two yeah. episodes with Jess, Kyle, myself, and Devin, and then our first guest was Jake. So we wanted to invite hey. him back. And uh, see how you're doing, man. Which is crazy because when we did this last time, you were there was no pandemic. Live with us you in were the room. <laughs> probably getting ready no. to go back on tour and uh, yeah. just here for the December month. And now you've been here since March, right?
3: Yeah. Yep. Since we' the most you've ever stayed home in a long time. Oh yeah, it's been like at least twenty years, you know, since I've yeah. been home. I mean, probably the longest stretch. I've been home before, since the pandemic was probably like maybe two months, you know? Uh, Your wife's like,
1: you're not not going anytime soon? (laughs) 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 Sure you don't have to go?
3: I know. I hope I'm not driving them crazy. I mean, I, you know, I've been, I've really been though. I mean, in in all honesty, I've really been enjoying my time home and,
1: Mm.
3: you know, especially, uh, especially with the kids, being with them. And I mean, that's been the... That's that's been an eye eye opener for me because I, I never I never would have known right you know because, you don't realize uh, how much you miss right yeah, like, I mean I you always you know, know I always felt like yeah I have the best relationship with my kids you know and even though I was gone half the year when I come home it's like you know I always feel that bond but you know but then when I but now being home like this oh man that bond is at a whole different you know it's just mm. I never imagined you could have that kind of bond you know and and so i never would have never would have um experienced that if it weren't for the pandemic because i would have been like any other musician right you just keep touring and you keep touring every uh, year you always uh, say like oh i'm gonna cut back a little this year but then you're like oh no but all this stuff is coming up right so you just keep going next thing you know you're like you know 50 60 years old you know still touring and and of course i love it i enjoy it it's my passion but, you know, but this has been, yeah, this has been very uh, real eye-opener for me.
0: Jake, let me ask you a question. This will, this will determine that between you and, and your wife, if uh, both of you are at home, mom or, mom or you, and someone needs to have an app, wants an apple, and they want you to cut an apple, do they go to mom or do they go to you? Oh, I don't know. I guess whoever I'm... gets
3: up first. Oh, really? <laughs> that,
0: that's good. That's good. That's good, yeah. Because if I'm on the couch, I can be lying on the couch watching TV, and Stace can be like feverishly working on something upstairs, and my kids sitting right next to me, they will get up, walk upstairs, and ask their mom to go do something for that. Oh, really? <laughs> and I'm like lying right there, I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> what do you that mean? What they do you mean? Like, I, they they I don't, don't like the
3: way you cut those that's, apples. That's all that's yeah.
0: awesome, dude. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they have become, so, you know, I think it's because. For most of their life, uh, you know, I was really busy. So I wasn't around, mm-hmm. you know, so, and mom's a stay at home. My, my wife is a stay at home mom. So she's always there. Right. So I think in their mm-hmm. brain, they're already programmed that if I need something, mom, right. Yep. yep. But, but it's so funny. It We laugh about it all the time. Cause I'll be like, just literally sitting there, like maybe watching TV and they'll be like, mom, 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 <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll get mom and and.
1: Like, I'm, I'm glad you guys are laughing about it because my wife gets so unhappy. She's like, hey, that's sitting right there. You tell him
3: to do it. Yeah. See, that, that's, that's what, that's what she, should, she should do. You know, when the kids ask her oh, and she yells she at does. you. Oh, she they, yells at me. Yeah, yeah. Cut, those, cut those apples. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But,
2: but to be perfectly honest, uh-huh. if I was at Devin or John's house sitting on a couch, I would ask their wife to cut an apple too. I'm <laughs> yeah. Hey,
1: man, I can cut a pretty good apple. I, I can't <laughs> cut apples with shit so, yeah really? okay
3: that's fine yeah yeah, yeah
1: I'm, I'm okay but i but i can't sharpen the knives so i'll mm-hmm. sharpen the knife and then nice. she'll cut the stuff
3: no. yeah that, that's a good that's yeah. a good skill that's
1: division good... of labor man division of labor that's right yeah. important
3: do you have one of those whetstones you got one of those all the no i bought i
1: i uh i could never figure it out so i bought this uh like Cuisinart thing that's got the sharpeners so or you just have to go uh-huh. course and then that oh, is, yeah.
2: absolutely no skill involved devon you're just dragging that blade yeah <laughs> i got a
1: time out i gotta do three of this side and three of that side and then, you know and I work out work it, it out so that it sharpens it correctly the sharpening
0: <laughs> makes a huge difference you know because we have it does.
1: A, a good friend that's a sushi chef
0: and then one day he came over and we had dinner and he was like oh you know what i'm gonna sharpen you guys knives
1: and Ooh. he she sharpened
0: all our knives and man, after that, I was like, things yeah. are huge. Like when you try to cut anything, it's just like, man, yeah. it's, it's. You just go. Yeah. That's killer. Yeah. It's great. I'm a believer now. Mm-hmm. Although I don't mm-hmm. know how to do it. Tell me, man. Okay. Well, Jake, let's, let's come back to you real, real quick. So let's <laughs> focus on, on you and, and the music. Cause I know people want to hear about you and what, what's the plan for 2021. I know you're doing a new year's show, right?
3: this will be my first live show in front of in front of an audience uh it's going to be at the blue note oh and i just thought you know uh i know that they've been very good about you know just keeping with you know keeping keeping their their uh customers safe and you know just really going the extra mile you know to take care of all those things so um yeah so I'm actually going going uh, for a New Year's show up there so I'll be nice. I'll be there on New Year's Eve and um, New Year's Day and and also the, on the second as well. Wow. So, oh wow. Yeah and they're doing and they're doing even less than 50% capacity. Oh wow. so it's 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 really good. I mean they I really appreciate what they're doing because I I understand. I understand the struggle right with you know they have to keep their business going somehow, they want to take care of their workers, you know? Um, um, you know they want to bring music into the community, they want to support the local artists. And so it, it is, it's, it's a lot to, to balance and, and, there's, and there's so much to, you know, you're taking so much responsibility, you know, by staying open like that, right? And, and that was always my, my thing too, is I, I just, I never wanted to do anything where I would be responsible for bringing people, you know, bring may, causing a gathering. Right. Because the last thing I would want, if someone happened to get sick and you know, that's, that's on me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Your wife would kill that. you. <laughs> oh man. I, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, you know it's just, you <laughs> don't want to take, you don't want to have that, that burden. Right. You I mean, you don't yeah. want to feel that like you were the cause of, of mm. that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, and yeah, you, it's you've, been, crazy.
2: you've been very conscious throughout this whole pandemic of being very like careful with everything, mostly because your wife is a doctor and everything too. Yeah. You've never
3: been, yeah. You've been, this, you never went out in public too much, right? During this whole thing. Oh, no, no. I mean, only when, I, when, I, when, it's, very, when it's really necessary. And anytime I go out in public, it's always the mask. You know, I, I have gloves. I have those shields, yeah. you know, those, those glasses and stuff. And... Uh, I just think it's important, you know, because um, the thing is, you just never know when you're going to get that call from someone and they're just going to call you and say, oh, you know what, I just got tested positive and I know I just dropped something off at your house yesterday or, or, you know, I I know I I just saw you, you know, whatever. And, you know, you never want to get that call, but if you get that call, you want to know that you took every precaution that you could to mm-hmm. not infect anybody else, right? Because yeah. then if you do that, you, you'll feel less guilty, right? Because <laughs> right, you're like, right, right. well, okay, yeah, you, know, you gave it to me, but at least I was good about not giving it to anyone else. So right. I think, um, yeah, as long as you, you, know, you I don't know, that, that, that that's kind of was my approach you know, through this, this pandemic, I guess.
2: Oh, you know, with with Blue Note being like not at full capacity, what is the crowd limit for this event?
3: I think it's like, uh, I want to say 100, 120, maybe they're maxing it out at 100 people, something like that.
2: Usually it holds like 200, 300?
3: Three, yeah, like three. In Blue Note? Yeah, yeah, I think three plus. That's amazing.
2: It doesn't look like it holds that much people in there.
3: Yeah, so when you put 100 people in there, but you spread them out, you know, it, it... yeah it's it's um it doesn't feel congested at all i mean yeah it's very open yeah so well
0: you know um you you guys know brian may from queen right yeah so did you also know that he's uh has a degree in like astrophysiology or something like that yeah yeah he's like the super smart guy he's a smart dude yeah he is working on a, a new air filtration or air system So that, uh, not just him, but he's gotten together a bunch of professors and stuff, and they're trying to come up with a way to uh, be able to do arena concerts and still allow big crowds, even in a Mm. COVID environment. So That's great. So maybe one of these days, his technology will allow Jake to pack the balloon like he normally does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) get everybody in there. And then, so Uh, after that, you do plan on uh, getting back to touring a little bit?
3: Well... I, you know, I don't think I'm gonna leave the island for for a while. Um, mm. You know, it's it's yeah, it's it's kind of um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it's hard. You know, I I wanna I I wanna support the you know the venues that I work with every year and and all that because a lot of them are are open and doing shows, but. Yeah, it's it's. But you'll get there. It's I I just yeah. I I think um, I'm I'm really hopeful that the vaccine will be a game changer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. lot of this this stuff, but
0: well, it's already rolling out, right? I mean, in uh, Europe and stuff, they're already. Yeah, that, in so England, the 90 uh, year old mm-hmm, lady got mm-hmm. the the thing, and uh, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see, man. I, I think uh, by this time. Uh, two months from now. Well, by the time we're back on the podcast, we should have some information on the vaccine and uh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah. Just
1: remember. Just remember, it's two doses. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right, right. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so
1: one me. dose, and then three weeks. Yeah. The the vaccine is two doses. So you take you take the initial dose, and then three weeks later you take the secondary dose, and the oh. secondary dose is like a uh, is like a finishing agent so it it makes it that's what brings it up to 95% the the shingles shot is the same oh. thing you take one the shingrix one you take one and then you come back 3 weeks later and then you take the next one and the the second one is the one that kind of cures it and makes it so that it's 95% uh efficient or effective because otherwise yeah it can it can happen to you again the only thing that was interesting was uh my voice said she read somewhere that the the uh the immunity is only like 3 months 3 months 4 months what oh really yeah Shit, they're not. So, they're not gonna but, I, but i don't know i I'm not, i mean i'm not sure but you know even if even having three to four months would be good enough
0: well that and i about. think once you have enough people with the vaccine at immune and they get out then it slows down the spread of the virus it becomes more yeah. controllable right so i think that well, that's part of it as well
1: what would actually help is if people weren't stupid and went out and you know, <laughs> wear masks and not gather together and do stupid shit like that. But that's, you know, whatever. We're well, America. We're, we're fine. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Jake. So,
0: so um I, I was trying to think, like, man, I feel like I've talked to you about everything. And even on the podcast, <laughs> we covered a lot of, like, your history and, you know, playing. So I was trying to come up with, like, um, different things that maybe people would want to know about you that maybe people haven't asked you. And so I was thinking back to the old days of uh, House of Music and, um, and beyond. And, oh yeah. you know, okay, so just to give a little back, because so for people who don't know, I've known Jake since we were 14, 15 years old, you know, so we were very young. And even when I first met Jake, he was already really good at the ukulele. So, so please don't take this wrong, but he's, he wasn't the Jake Shimabukuro we know today, right? I mean, he's really <laughs> yeah. improved over the years he's he's really proved
1: before meh. no he was, he was already good he was already he was already excellent oh, no, i want to make no. that clear
3: he's already john, an excellent john has seen me john has seen me go through all kinds of phases musically and you know and and there were a lot of them that were not very good i'm not, <laughs> I'm not very proud of some of those phases yeah i time.
0: mean no no don't get me wrong he's always like the best guy uh, i've i've known but he i mean it's it's uh, gotten from excellent to otherworldly, right? So you just get it building <laughs> on that. But uh, what what was your practice routine? Because, um, you know, a lot of people play, you know, they just play songs. They learn licks from, from songs and try to imitate that. But did you have a certain... Because some of your phrasing and your voicings are so unique and it's not what people would normally think of. You know, you're adding this note here, that note there, that's not quite in the scale and... Did you do? Did you run scales? Did you study theory? Did you just play like a lot with the records? I know they used to sit up there at House of Music all day and just play all the instruments for <laughs> six, eight hours a day, which helped a lot. But, but uh, what? 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 If, if someone was trying to get better, like what? What kind of process did you use to to make yourself get
3: better? Yeah, I mean, I would say all of those things. You know, like everything you said, John. Um, I think just constantly constantly um, immersing yourself in it, right. So not just your particular instrument, but just constantly listening, constantly thinking about it. Um, you know uh, For me, I'm a very visual person, so writing things out, even if it's not maybe it may not even be standard notation, because back then I wasn't doing much standard notation stuff. But even back then, like just writing out the, the fretboard, diagram right and then just putting dots like here and there and figuring out like okay this is cool yeah and then when I go to this chord, yeah I see this movement here and this is going down you know two half steps this is going up by half step and you know just kind of visualizing that made made a huge difference for me being able to see that on paper on a grid um, so I think understanding it not just not just using your ears but also your eyes you know so getting a very visual representation of what you're doing know the mechanics of it and then and then you know and then yeah just just how how it feels and then associating what you're seeing and hearing with how how that feels with your fingers and and how it's you know uh attacking the strings or pulling off on the strings like all those things and then it all just becomes one you know this this one thing so when you when you play one note or you play one chord or you make one shift and you know, it's it's all those senses that are being stimulated. Yeah, not just not just a phys- It's not just a physical thing, but it's a very mental thing and a very emotional thing as well.
2: Yeah, how much how much does your creativity come from um, a mental aspect where you wake up from a dream or you're you're not playing your ukulele play, but you're thinking of something. yeah, that actually might sound kind of cool. And then you go and actually physically work on it.
3: Is that, yeah, that I mean, lot- yeah, John, John and I used to when when we when we would practice. You know, sometimes I would have these ideas. And I'd be like, John, John, grab your guitar. Here, let, let's try this. Right. I'd be like, hey, play this or, or, you know, do something. And, and then John would just be playing around and, and doing something, and I, you know, and we'd be like, oh, that was cool. What did you do? And a lot of times we, we had no idea what we were doing, but we we're like, oh, but that, that sounds cool. And it would become something like either part of an arrangement, part of a song or a, a whole new song that we would, that we would write and come up with. So I think just, yeah, just Because, you know, when when John and I were playing, I mean, as Pure Heart with Lopaka, people don't know this, but we used to practice for like, and I'm not even exaggerating, eight, nine hours and and not even realizing it because it's just, we're just having fun, right? And we're just playing and we would get there in the morning and next thing we know, it's like, oh, we had lunch together. Oh, you know, John's mom is making dinner for us. We're like, oh, cool. (laughs) We eat and then we're back in the practice room after dinner and just going and. You know, and then after it's like, hey, you guys got to stop <laughs> making noise already. Go home, <laughs> you know, but, but we just loved it. I mean, right, John, we would practice yep. like, I mean, like eight hours was like nothing. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why as I got, and, you know, and and I think that's why it was just so much fun to play together because we kind of like, we really, we really played as, as a unit, you know, like, like, I think John, knew what i was going to do you know uh we could feel what where lopaka was going lopaka and i could feel where john wanted to go or how he wanted to take the song and so it was just like we wouldn't have to when we would cue things or or um call out things it it was like there was very we never really had to say anything it was just a look and we knew so and it still
2: still goes on today because i see you guys just you know, during this COVID, the blessing we had was all you guys on the island, at least. And you guys have got together for surprise performances here and there. You know, during this pandemic. And
3: yeah, what's we've amazing, probably done about
2: thirty-six shows already since. the last <laughs> yes. time. <I> don't really. <laughs> and, and what's amazing is when you guys get together, there's really no rehearsing or practicing. You guys just gel yeah. automatically. You know, and that's it's,
3: that's incredible uh, to see. You know, it was it was crazy, and uh, and John can can confirm this, but. The first time we got together to play, uh, when it was for my, uh, I was doing this friends concert thing Mm -hmm. and I wanted, I really wanted John and Lopaka to come and play it with me. And uh, so we had our first rehearsal. We have never played together in, was it 14 years? Did we say John? Yep. In 14 years, that was the last time we played together. So we're, you know, we're all nervous, like, I wonder what it's going to sound like, right? And so John Lopaka came, came over to my place and we're, you know, they, we started, Lopaka started setting up his stuff, John, you know, we're just talking and catching up. We're like, all right, cool. And like, okay, well, let's try to run something and see what happens. And we started playing. Was it bring me your cup? Is that what we started? Uh, how can I get over? Oh yeah. How can I get over? And as soon as we started, I felt like I was eighteen years old again. <laughs> I mean, was like just playing no time it had was, passed. It was like we were playing at John's house, you know, back then. I mean yeah. it was crazy. That's amazing. It was just like it yeah. just all came back. And even parts that like I couldn't remember exactly how I used to do it when we play live. As soon as we started playing together, it was like it came right back. You know, yeah. and the feel and the and the groove was like right back there. And it was like that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but you guys put
1: in all that sweat equity that's why so you know all that time together actually that's what did it say like if you want to become proficient or something or become oh, an expert like you have to put hours? in like 10,000 hours yeah so i'm thinking you guys probably got yeah, around yeah, there
0: yeah we did yeah. And, and actually Jake that's really good advice with the writing stuff down I, not you know i've never thought about that in 20 something years <clears throat> but oh, I, I don't know about you but you know when i when i think of uh, what I'm going to do on the guitar, I think about it in like shapes and, um, and patterns, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so like I visualize a D chord, it's just like that little, tri- it's a little triangle, triangle. right? Yeah. Oh, or a G chord on the ukulele is a little triangle. And then so the more you know those shapes and, and it'll make it easier when you're thinking in your brain of what to do, you see the shape on the fretboard, but if you write it out, then that's just another tie, right? Mental tie to the instrument
3: versus yeah. just
0: trying to you know wing it all the time.
3: Mm.
0: I can't believe I've never thought about myself <laughs> in all these years. But that's yeah. really good advice. That's really good advice.
3: Cuz it's not it's not just like the dots too, right? Like knowing where where the contact points are, but it's about knowing what your fingers look like visually right, right. when you hold that position or hold it that way. You know, it's it's about knowing like how they're you know, I mean, how they look. I, I always think of that. Remember that Friends episode when Phoebe's like, oh, this is the oh, eagle's yeah. claw core because, yeah. you know, <laughs> your fingers look like that. Like when, when I saw that episode, I cracked up because that's how I used to kind of think of it. You know, like when you hold the diminished chord, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's like, oh, the Shaolin, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) Kung Kung Fu grip E minor, you know. Before you you do a show,
2: Jake, is there a certain song that you do to warm up and loosen up all the time consistently or you just try anything to just warm up?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know. Like for, for me, warming up, I think John's the same way. Warming up is like, I mean, like literally warming up because usually your hands are so cold. <laughs> yeah, so It's yeah. about mm-hmm. trying to get, get the blood yeah. circulating. Um, and sometimes that can be from playing or sometimes it can be running your hands under warm water, you know, doing like just, just moving around to get the, the blood circulating. Um, but as far as like a particular song, if there's a song that, I'm not as comfortable with, and I know I'm going to play that night. Yeah, I'll 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 definitely run it backstage, you know, uh, as many times as I can before I get out there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just just really trying to get your your body to be to be as neutral and as comfortable as possible, and then the and then of course you know the mental side of not worrying, not not thinking about other things unrelated to. To the music and to well, the show.
0: Well, let me ask you because we had, in relation to that we had a uh, listener question. Uh, the Twenty Four karat Ferret asks, "How does Jake battle nerves before performing?" So that
3: kind of ties into that question. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's hard because I, um, and and I'm not just saying it to to say it because I know other people say it, but. I, I really do I still get nervous every time I have to go up in front of people, and it 's not just with music it's sometimes it's it's anytime I have to get up in front of people, so even like if I'm at a friend's wedding or at a um birthday party and I know I have to go up in front and say thank yous or you know or give a speech or do something like that that same I get that same nervousness that same performance kind of you know that anxiety of like oh you know I hope i I pull it off and um, so I get that same thing when I'm when I'm performing you know it's the exact same feeling Uh, and I you know of all the years I've been performing I've never gotten better at dealing with it or or making it go away but it's just um, having more confidence to trust that I know I'm feeling like this but when I go up there and start things are gonna work work themselves out so it's just gaining a little bit more of that confidence, you know. Well,
0: and yeah. I think uh, you, you and I have had the experience where it has not worked out. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> we've been through that enough times where it's like, yeah, okay, I've screwed this up before. So if I screw this up again, I know what it's going to be, you know. Like okay, I'm, okay, I'm okay. okay.
1: Tell give us, uh, we, we need a story. We need a couple stories. <laughs> oh. Come on, come on.
3: Um, <laughs> I, I have a couple. Yeah. I, right. Yeah, you go, John.
0: I have a pretty bad one. Um, I was at I was at a dedication for the Ellison Onizuka, you know, he had, there was an opening of a, a thing on, on the big island and we we're playing it because I, I I sing this Ellison Onizuka song that um, Steve Kramer wrote, who was our old sound engineer. Mm. And so I, I had to give a little thing, you know, speech before I you know, but what the song is about and all that stuff. And then in the I don't know what I was thinking, but I was talking and I got the, the date wrong. The challenger explosion. I said, oh, I forgot, I forgot what date, but I said the wrong date, you know. And then after everyone was telling me, you know, it wasn't that date, you know. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, man. And it, was, it was like such an important kind of thing. And I, I totally blew it. And I was like, oh, man. So that was one that I remember pretty okay. clearly okay. that okay. will haunt me forever. Okay. <laughs> Jake, Jake what was
3: thing. yours? What was yours? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh no. I I, I had I had. A, oh, I I thought you meant with with uh, with pure heart specifically, but we had oh, we had life. a couple of times. Remember that? Remember that one time? Uh, we were was it at the oh, what? It was a fundraiser. We were playing, and my string broke. Do you remember that? Oh wow! I don't remember that. You remember that? It it broke right before the show, and then so I put on a new string. <laughs> It was my last year. I was like, oh, good thing I have another string. So I put on another string. And when I went to cut the extra off, I cut the wrong side. And it broke again. So I was like, "I was like, oh, no. So I actually had to put an E string on my, as my, my G, I, yeah. But it was like, I think it was at the Boys and Girls Club, I think. Because oh. Natalie was there. Oh remember wow, Natalie? jeez, that
0: was okay. That was early beginning, early beginning.
3: Actually, that was yeah. That was before we had the name Pure Heart. Actually, so. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, but I, I remember that, and I was like, oh, that was because there was that feeling of like, like the the string broke as right before, and I was like, oh, oh no, and I was like, oh wait, I have an extra set, so I was like, oh, okay, good. So I put the set on the, the extra string. I was like, oh, okay, good, and then I go to cut, <laughs> and then I cut, I cut the wrong side. And it snapped again. I was like, ah, what am I doing? Oh, but there was one time, you know, if like this wasn't with Pure Heart, but this was one of my uh, solo shows. I remember I got this, I I went digital for a little while and I bought one of those fractal systems. Okay, you know, okay. for it's like it's all digital effects, everything's built in. You yeah, yeah. Wrap, it's only um, one box, right? Yeah. One box is there's everything inside. But anyways, I um and it was my first show with it. And it was in Japan. And I just remember there's this one song where I, I set up the looper and I I hit, you know, I, I set it up and I'm playing. And when I got to the looping part, you know, I, I hit the looper and then it and then it it started you know, recording what I was doing, and then I clicked it off and it and it started going. And then I hit another button and it was like the like this um really ratty uh super high high distortion sound I don't know what and it was like I was like oh and I tried to click it off but it went into the looper so every time it came around it would go I was like oh and then so I was like I'm just going to cut this song short so I kind of panicked and I I hit the wrong button and then it locked the looper and I did not know how to get out of that you know, out of that mode. Yeah. The whole time it's just looping. And I'm trying to think, okay, don't panic. Just play along. Just pretend this is all part of it. And dude, I felt like I was up there for three hours <laughs> looking at this thing. And I just couldn't figure it out. And I just remember my um my sound engineer at the time, he knew that I was freaking out, right? So he just slowly started bringing the volume down. And as he did that, as he did that, I just muted myself. I unplugged and I just waved and walked off the <laughs> stage. <laughs> like, yeah, that was my awesome yeah, ending
1: yo. Oh, man. I want-
3: and speaking of walking on the stage, John, I don't know if I told you this but one time, one time I was playing uh, playing at this club. And on the stage, you know, there was the uh, the curtains, yeah, that go behind and they also go on the side. Right. And there was only an the <laughs> entrance and exit. I know, I know where this is going. Stage. I remember know, this, this one. No, no, <laughs> so no, but I know where guy. this is going. The left side of the stage, right? So they're like, oh, make sure you exit and enter, you know, through this door. You just pull the curtain back and you'll see the entrance. I was like, okay, okay. So after the show, I was like, oh, thanks, everyone. Yeah, whoo, you know, aloha, blah, blah, blah. And then I started walking to the right because I just totally forgot. Oh, no. So I went to the right, and then I started, like, you know, going like this. (laughs) I was like, yeah, thanks. (laughs) And and I find find this opening the curtain, so I go, and then – you know, and there's like probably like it's a wall between the curtain and the wall. So I, I'm, I'm I'm behind the curtain now. I guess like, where's the opening? right? And then I realized I'm on the wrong side. I was like, what do I do? Do I just stay here and pretend?
0: Did they have a drop curtain?
1: No, they, they could didn't have a no drop curtain. Uh, so oh, I was just man. like,
3: well, I'll just stay here and wait until everybody leaves. <laughs> and then you know i can hear everybody clearing out right and then uh and after like a couple minutes i just remember hearing my uh my my tour manager just cracking up as he's walking toward the curtain he's like you can come out now (laughs) 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 oh my goodness that was so funny that's That's awesome that's Uh, awesome
0: so so a lot of the nerves i think it can be overcome by just doing it because you're going to have those days and the more of them mm. you have, the easier it is because you've been through it, you know? Yeah. No, know. You know, I always
1: with the performance things, though, you always worry that it's going to happen again. And that was, mm-hmm. you know, like because when Kyle and I were doing shows together, it was that same thing. You you get out there and I I know when we were doing Not A Time, um, mm. there's a big chase scene. And the chase scene ends. And then I'm standing on stage with Junior Boy. And we got to introduce the next princess coming in. And I completely forgot where we were in the show. And I'm standing <laughs> dead center stage. The light is on me. Uh, Clint, our friend, is standing next to me. And I'm like, where are we? <laughs> and I seriously had no idea where we were. And I'm the narrator. So I'm supposed to know what's going on in the show. And I went, oh, shit. So I'm like, oh, boy. Wow, that was exciting, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I over, and I literally, all I could do is turn to Clint and go, What happens next? But I'm so confused. <laughs> and he goes, uh, The princess comes out. I go, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the princess, Clint was so mad at me. He was like, Bruh, I go, forget where we are on the show. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so oh, sorry. And so every, every night was like that. At one point when we did the shows, I would write, I wrote like a little Cliffs notes about that big. And they kept it on stage with me so that I could, while the scene was going, i go, okay, now I know it's coming on <laughs> next. Oh. But Kyle them, had the, Kyle them had the wildest stuff happened. They? they had people not show up on stage. They had, right, people, nobody. Yeah, I try, out,
2: I try so. to bury all that memories and um, <laughs> never to go on stage again. <laughs>
1: mm.
2: I get nightmares about that kind of stuff now, and that's probably the reason why I completely retired from doing those things, you know
1: stressed but you never, out, man. but you never forgot anything you always came out and did stuff. I don't remember you ever,
2: yeah, and I want to keep that record clean i don't want to <laughs> <never> ruin it <laughs> I don't want to go back there again it's just yeah that was that was very stressful man
3: yeah it's it's hard man, like to uh you know because it's it's one thing to you know like like i i always well, one of the things i one of the uh I think that I learned early on as a performer was, you know, pre, the more prepared you can be, right. The, the easier it is to kind of be flexible and all of that, but not just preparing one way of doing things. Right. Cause when, like when I was a kid and they say, Hey, make sure you prepare and practice. You, you always think like, Oh yeah, well I just, you do the same thing over and over and over. That's how you prepare and you practice, you practice it the same way. But, but as I got older, I realized that no, the, the, the proper way to, to do that is to, to prepare, is to practice many, many different ways of Not doing something, of it. right? Yeah. Because then if one thing goes wrong, you know what to do you can uh, switch to you know switch to plan b switch to plan c you know plan d whatever and i think that's that's why the the great improvisers you know like comedians and and actors that you know through improv and all that right they learn so many different ways to get out of a situation yeah right so the more you can you can prepare in with with that mentality you know, then then you'll be so much better off, right? You know. Oh, so uh, how did how did you get uh,
1: Jake out of things though? Sorry, what? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead, then. No, no. Uh, no, my my question was, um, you know, Jake, so what happened if John forget lyrics? Did you like walk up behind <laughs> oh, him a, and kind a, of whisper before. the lyrics and go? That's yeah, happened
3: before. John John, yeah. John is always cool though. He he doesn't. I mean, he's he's like a John is is just he's so I've never seen him get frazzled during a performance, or I like, have even a a like after a show. This. Even after a show, he'd be like, he'd be like, he'd be like, "Oh man, I totally forgot that," and blah, blah blah. But you know, he never shows it. Like he's got the total poker face. Whereas, like for well, me, and you know, we just and Bopaka <laughs> too, right? If we mess up, oh, 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 you know, you can tell. <laughs>
0: Well, just the last, we did that TV special and I forgot the words to You Came Into My Life <laughs> twice. I had like a brain fart. This is a song I sang like a million times and I, I kept forgetting the lyrics and I couldn't, <laughs> I just had to keep redoing it. But yeah. But wait. Yeah. I had a question. Okay. Because I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately just in my older age. And I want to get uh, Jake's kind of input on, on this. So... Um, I think about people, you know, people are born a certain way. You know, they have certain personalities kind of built into them. That's what I believe now Now in my my elder age, you know? (laughs) And one of the things that's interesting is when I analyze myself, like say like your emotions run in a scale of one to 10, right? Where 10 is very excited to one is being real low, you know? I, I hover right at a five and like i go from a 5 to a 6 and a 4 like i, I don't have a large of range of of emotion or or like you know i don't i don't get super excited about stuff but at the same time i don't get too i'm kind of always in this like mid range and i have a hard time sometimes connecting emotionally to stuff just because i don't i don't have a big flex Now jake can go from a 5 to a 10 to a 1 i mean he he can go all <laughs> over the place he's a, you know so knowing that you're in the entertainment business and you do have those ups and downs and you know what what do you do to kind of keep yourself um centered and, and kind of in the middle of everything
3: um yeah i mean i don't know i i i used to try to fight it mm. but yeah i i don't fight it anymore i just go with it you know because i I think that's just how I'm wired. But yeah, I mean, but John, yeah, but yeah, you're totally right, John. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm very extreme and it's not just with my emotions, but everything that I do, you know, so like one, one week I might see a documentary on like, on these people that have become a minimalist
1: and then I'm just going to be like,
3: (laughs) dude, I'm going to be a minimalist. And I will just like, yes and go 110% you know and then afterwards be like oh my gosh what was i doing you know and then i'll kind of like I have to go and buy some more clothes again or something you know but this is but very yeah, true I've, I've always been a very extreme um person i've always had that extreme personality and, uh, but
0: that's a that's what makes you such a great performer and artist right that, i mean number mm-hmm. one i mean people can see that you're feeling the music and it takes someone a uh, personality like that to to put in the repetitive practice you know and and to focus that hard mm-hmm. on something yeah. mm-hmm. so that's so I, there's no good or bad i mean everybody's just different and so um but I, I did think about that, you know, that that's how you and I are different and how you kind of handle it. But yeah, okay. So it's, it's embracing the, the extremes. I like that.
3: Yeah. I mean, and I, I think I when I realized that that's when, um, you know, because I mean, John, John would tell you, man, when I when we first started playing together, I mean, I used to play everything so loud. <laughs> <Remember>? <laughs> everything was so loud and. Um, and fast and exciting, you know, wanted it to be. But I think when I realized that that was my personality type, you know, just kind of the extremes and embracing that idea, then I started to apply that to music, right? So, you know, so when you embrace extremes in music, you embrace loud, but you also embrace really soft. You embrace um, complexity, but then you also embrace simplicity, right? So you can embrace one note and you can em- embrace a seven note chord, mm. right? You could, um, you know, you can em- embrace color and you can be on completely different sides of the spectrum. They're rhythmic ideas, you know, from very simple rhythmic stuff to something extremely complex. And so I, I think just having, um, you know, understanding that really shaped um my my approach and my 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 decisions that i made musically right and artistically so <laughs> I guess, so i guess it yeah you know yeah
0: and, and that's what makes it interesting yeah I, I really do believe that yeah it's cool
2: yeah and to tell you the truth, you playing loud and fast back in the day with pure heart is what made you stood out from all the rest of the ukulele players that were around mm-hmm. and that's what made mm-hmm. you unique and then once you honed your craft in and then, you dial it back and you learn more things. You just become this humongously talented, rounded-off musician that can do everything now, you know? Oh, and that's, thanks, that's what I've seen you grow into, nice you know, over the years. And it's just incredible to watch, you know?
3: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I, I remember those days, man, when we used to perform over at, uh, what was it, in Waikiki? Hawaiian um, style, locomotion. Yep. We used yep. to yeah. the, uh, upstairs. What, what was that? What did you call that, that area? There was an area for that. It was like a cafe,
0: cafe or something. Hawaiian
3: was style it, cafe? Oh, was it cafe? just the Hawaiian style cafe? Yeah. No. Was, I, I uh, Locomotion, Central yeah, yeah. No, I remember, I remember those days, man. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, those were those were great times. That was um yeah, we did so many projects together. We did you gave us so much clothes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well not me. That was the coolest, well. we always you? had new clothes to wear. Yeah.
3: yeah. And back then, boy, did we need it. Yeah, well, well. Remember, I remember the first time, Kyle, when you guys said, "Yeah, just come down to the shop, just pick out whatever you guys want." And we're like, "Wait, what? Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Pick out whatever you guys want." Um, wait, how much? How much does it go? No, just take it. Wait, what do you guys want? We was like, "Wait, are you joking?" <laughs> yeah, as a as a high
0: schooler, it doesn't make any sense. But then my my cousin who was working graphic or design for you guys at the time, she explained to me that she's like, you know. If I buy an ad in this magazine, x amount of people may see it, maybe yeah. if they turn this page. But if you guys are on stage and you're wearing this stuff, there's x amount of people that are automatically going to see it, right? Yeah. So
2: that's why it makes sense for the company to put it there. And, oh okay. And looking back, the one thing I um, regret was not giving you guys smaller clothes because the ones that you guys are wearing <laughs> It was so big. I think like you guys are drowning in your That lives. was the style back
3: then. <laughs> yeah, you look at it. all of our old photos. Yeah, we're like.
2: Yeah, it was just all baggy. <laughs> Everything was hanging on. <laughs> uh, no,
0: but but I, I tell everybody that was the style because if you watch The Last Dance, the wonderful documentary they have on, on the Chicago Bulls, who are the greatest dynasty of all time, in my personal opinion. Oh, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Jordan. Yeah. You look at the suits, they're all super baggy. Super baggy yeah, yeah, on those guys. So that was just the style.
2: Hey Devin, so you're are we going to are still running that style today, John. Yeah,
3: but yeah. well, well, wait, wait. That's I have to true. I have to add one thing though, because yeah. It is true. It, it is baggy, but you got to remember these guys are almost seven feet tall. Okay, we're, we're like okay. I'm five six. So when I wear something baggy, I just look like a like a big square, you know. That's
0: true. And, and then, I'm only like 123 pounds or something like that. So everything the, just hangs.
3: the, the shorter you are, I think the more fitted it has to be. Yeah,
2: when I was in high school, I couldn't wear tails. You know, like the tuxedo with tails. Yeah, uh, I, go with a, I go to the place and I go, Can I, I like the um, tuxedo with the tails. They go, oh, you cannot wear that,
3: bro. You look like a penguin. <laughs> and the thing is, if you wear that, you cannot walk backwards because you go got to Yeah, tail and fall. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jake.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead, John. I was just got ask Devil. What are we gonna do for our three album? Because we've already done that with him. Although I don't remember Which what
1: mean? it was. Our desert island
2: Disc. These is three songs.
1: Oh no, no, no! I, I, I actually want to hear what's happening with the album. Yeah, what is happening? Like, oh. When is it coming out? What are you guys doing? You, you're in this big pause, and I'm, I'm sitting here talking to the two of you, going, wait a second.
3: We We've got two thirds of this damn group sitting in front of <laughs> us <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> on yeah, a podcast. Well,
3: They're captives. We, what do so we have? What is John? going we on? Have not- nine songs done right no
0: they're not but they're not done i'd say we're 50 percent done because we have nine songs that are more than halfway done
3: right so but it's just well, all well deep, you wanted deep, to redo a couple of that's sorry. yeah
0: right there's there. a couple i want to redo there's we got to piece a bunch of stuff together yeah man you know the pandemic um okay everyone knows my stance on the pandemic you know i i do think it's serious and um i do wear my mask and i do you know but when, when I'm walking to my car, when I go jogging, uh, you know, my wife gets on me about wearing my mask and I give her the, the roll of the eyes and stuff like that, you know, however, you well, I've, gone a, couple of, I've gone a couple of jogging? times since the pandemic, my daughter wants oh. to jog, oh, but okay. uh, yeah, the, the, the thing is like um, the studio is an enclosed space that you spend a lot of time with people. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to be responsible in that, um, Although I will have lunch outdoors, I will go jogging, I will see people, I will meet clients, you know, at houses, but we wear a mask and all that stuff, just trying to avoid the uh, enclosed spaces for extended periods of time. And that's, that's the studio, unfortunately. So, um, so we do want to get it done and uh, I do want to try to get it done before Jake, Starts going on tour again because once that happens, it's going to be exponentially. Yeah, we harder. still got
3: like another year. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Devin.
2: Devin, I huh. heard. A, I heard a little slice of the demo. What? It sounds good.
1: Well, is it huh. okay? Wait, how much original stuff? How much like covers? What What are you guys doing with this? Uh, what's the it's half and half? Yeah, half and half. Okay. So we have some, some but. The originals are I like, mean, is uh, it the, is it like the old is it like the old albums where it's you know like you got a couple um uh a couple of covers, Jake will do a couple instrumentals, you got a Well, Jake know, can talk about the because
0: Cause that's his his job and uh so far this is his job is, <laughs> I've been, that's, um, that's his responsibility, <laughs> but so far we have not heard an instrumental yet.
3: I've been, uh, <laughs> I've, I've been lacking in that department. I, I will get on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So,
1: so that's part of it. And uh, by the way, by the way, so what, what happens for you? Because as you're writing a song for an instrumental song for a pure heart album, right now, it's an instrumental song for a pure heart album. It's not an instrumental song for a Jake Shimabukuro album. So is there a distinction in your mind that happens where you're like, okay, but I got to get in this headspace because now I have a percussionist. I have a guitarist. There's Mm. a, there's a vibe that you guys have that you, that both of you, well, three of you, that you tap into sort of intrinsically, you kind of get into
3: that space. So is that what you're waiting for? Or well, well the, well, the the nice thing is, I mean, you know, even though like we would all write songs, when we bring it to the table, it's like we all, it's it's almost like this the song gets written together, right? Mm. So like if I bring a song and I play it for John, John's like, oh, cool, and then John will figure out what 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 he wants to do or what he hears and he'll play something. I'll be like, Oh dude, that's cool. Which would then influence my part. So I would change this and I'd be like, Oh, this is cool. Cause I like what he's, mm. what he's doing on the guitar mm. and the approach he's taking, you know, and the same thing for, for Lopaka. So I, I was going to so, say
0: Lopaka is actually more integral than people. I think give him credit for because mm. he takes the, the rhythm of whatever song idea we have and sometimes completely changes it. You know, with mm-hmm. whatever beat he wants to interject into it, and he's got such a depth of knowledge of different patterns, drum patterns, and stuff. So,
2: yeah, whatever I start with is rarely what it ends up. Uh, <laughs> this new um, recording process for the you know this Pretty heart album, what's different about it? I mean, like, it was. Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys haven't gone into the studio as a group yet to perform. You guys all laid down tracks and went in individually on your own time to kind of fill in, right? No,
0: we've or, been in the studio. Oh together. no, no, no.
3: Yeah, yeah. There, there were times when the when the case counts were really low and oh, things okay. were, were more open. That that's when we were recording. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so that's where the bulk of the, the recordings came from. The three of you guys in studio. Yeah. yeah. Once oh, okay. things started getting bad, yeah, we, we haven't been back in since. Yeah,
1: it's hard because, yeah, you guys have such, a, you have such a symbiotic relationship when you work together yeah. that it's almost it must feel weird to not sit in a room together and go, OK, well that like you were saying, Jake, that part works. OK, I'll put this on. OK, right. Lopaka hears it and goes, OK, well, I need to do this beat and maybe make this thing happen. And you guys actually kind of talk that stuff out or you don't talk it out and just are really weird and have that mind meld thing and you just do stuff. But okay all right well i'm <laughs> yeah. I'm just i'm just saying i'm hurt because i didn't hear no music from the thing oh, wow. so thanks thanks kyle for rubbing that in my face by the he, way i appreciate yeah. that <laughs> it was good it was good i, I
2: listened
0: to it every day well, I-, I
1: heard i heard it <laughs> was good <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: butcher the funny part i forgot about this but when lopaka goes in to record <laughs> some of the stuff because he's layering drum beats right and Certain drum beats are not supposed to be as loud as other drum beats because some of it is background noise versus the actual driving force of the drum. But when you're recording it initially, everything is the same volume, right? Mm-hmm. So in every song, we're just waiting for that one like <laughs> super loud, like, like doing a triangle like this, you know, like super fast. And, and when it's loud, you're like, oh my God, what the heck is that, you know? And then it starts mixing all together and it's like, oh, everything works perfectly. Like, jeez. Who's <laughs> <laughs> mixing it for wait. you
1: guys. Yeah. Huh? Michael well, Grande. Uh, Mike, Michael Grande, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, okay. So, cool. wait. So, who is the... Are you three the producers of this album now? Because, you know... Or is it somebody else? Or how does yeah, that no, work? Yeah, no, it's us. No. Yeah, we're just... Yeah. So, the like, three of you are... So. so, it'll be produced by Pure Heart then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, that's cool.
3: Nice. Yeah. All
1: right. It, you know, wow. I,
3: I want to add to what John was saying about Lopaka because the the funny the funny thing about Lopaka is, um, and I I personally think that that he he does it for his own like um, to basically entertain himself, <laughs> but so you know he'll have he'll he'll have a a part in his head right, and it'll be like uh, and maybe he'll hear like twenty different percussion parts. So most of the time, like for me, if I'm building a uke part where I know there's going to be four different uke parts, I'm going to start with the most basic, you know, the, the simple part, right? And then build on top of that. And, and then the more intricate parts, I'll do that last, right? So, you know, you feel where it goes and, you know, where it fits in the whole thing. Lopaka likes to take the, uh, the opposite approach. Because, I mean, he could go that way, which is like the normal approach. But he does the opposite approach. So when he goes into the into studio, the first thing he lays down is like the most, you know, the most um, syncopated, like off rhythmic part. So when he goes in there, lays down his first track, you know, and say it's like, right? This is the beat, the metronome. He's playing like, Nat, cat, 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 cat. and we're just like, what? is going on, right? <laughs> and then he lays the second part, and it's like, <laughs> what is he doing? But, you know, but then, but then, when it all comes together, and he gets to the, the the more you know, found the foundation of his groove, then it's like, oh, okay, I see how all those parts work, right? But wow. I think he does it that way because he likes every he likes it when people are like, oh, Lopaka, I don't think that's working. And you'll be like, oh, no, 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 just just wait, wait, wait till I lay down the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, no worries, you know. And then he'll, he'll wow. all the complex stuff, and then and then finally at the end he starts laying down the you know the the main grooves and then and then it was like oh yeah yeah that works because i think he likes to have that <laughs> see i told you guys don't worry know i have it all in my head That's <laughs> I so i think he does that to just basically entertain himself right yeah and, uh, Every but it my- is, it's great i mean he's 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 a genius you know he comes up with all these cool cool um rhythmic ideas and parts that you know i would never never uh imagine hearing yeah. that
1: so okay so my I have another question that sort of goes off of that so when you guys did Mr. Sancho Lee right yeah who came up with that first sort of crazy ass part at the beginning where you guys are going off and then you stop <laughs> you abruptly stop and you go into the song and then at the end you do that jamming thing again and you go "What? when did that part get put into the song what, what, like was that a was that a Lopaka thing or you did the three yeah. it's hard
0: because it's not the same chords but you know what that's supposed to be it's supposed uh, to be um, sounds... do you,
3: do you reckon do you recognize yeah it always
1: sounds know? familiar but i don't i can never
3: yeah. what is
0: it's, it it's uh it smells like it's, team oh Spirit. it's
1: nirvana it smells like team Spirit. yeah that's right
0: but it's in a different yeah, key like... so it doesn't doesn't yeah. work exactly the same
1: yeah but why why add that part onto mr san charlie like how does that help? Is it because you were like just fussing around and went? You know, it'd be kind of cool to put here. Nirvana smells like. Teen well, spirit. that song wasn't oh. even
3: supposed to be on the album.
1: Oh, that was oh, like really an afterthought.
3: Happened. Yeah, they, okay. <laughs> Jake's like, what? Because we used to play it live before we recorded it.
1: Yeah,
0: but right. I think we recorded it with the idea because the first time was what sixteen songs or something like that, and so we just kept recording stuff with the idea of like, okay, we'll, we'll record a bunch of stuff and then. We'll just cut it down to whatever works, you know, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. then we were like, mm-hmm. oh we'll just put the everything on there, and <laughs> so that's kind of how because Mr. Central Lee was live we didn't we didn't have a yeah,
3: that was all live. and oh, that was a live oh, record,
0: really? Yeah. Well, I mean,
3: it was live in the studio, oh, okay, yeah, okay. so there was no overdubbing on that. You may have overdubbed bass or something right later
0: yeah, like, or something but, but as far
3: as like all our parts, yeah, we just played it live
0: okay Wow, yeah. I mean,
3: most of the songs we played. We played live. At yeah, least the, all the instruments. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I have a, I have a question that could either be interesting wait, wait. or
0: super okay. fast answer. Okay. okay. Well, well, for that we're gonna take a short break. Oh, oh We're gonna oh, come we have with, to get uh, We're gonna take a break and come back with Kyle's uh, interesting or not question. But before <laughs> we go, just want to thank everybody again for a wonderful 2020. I mean, you. The people who listen to the podcast have really made it special for this year of a crazy year. We will see you in 2021. For those of you on our Patreon section, you can continue on with Jake Shimabukuro right after this. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thank you. Thank you.